Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Call to Action podcast. Today is Friday, January 15th. Eric, I hope you had a good holiday and Happy New Year, and we are officially back. Yeah, Happy New Year, man. It's been uh, quite the quite the past two weeks. A lot of a lot of good stuff, a lot of interesting stuff going on. So uh, happy to be back and, and talk a little bit about it with you. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, it's been crazy uh, ever since our last one. You know, Buffalo had won their bowl game. Ball State comes back, wins their bowl game, uh, and and in convincing fashion uh yes. to close out the year which is an awesome moment and you know this past week finding out that both teams uh ranked within the top 25 both ball state and buffalo you know to to see that and to after everything that went on at the end of last year and getting the season up and going and to close it out with two bowl wins and two teams ranked in the top 25 i mean what what more could you ask for yeah i mean it absolutely just gave us gave us proof that you know, this season was worth it. You know what I mean? Um, I think there are a lot of doubts going into this year, but um, to be able to, to pull off, you know, those two victories and have two teams ranked, um, it's just a awesome way to culminate the end of the season. Um, yeah. And a lot of, a lot of good stuff moving forward uh, for Mac football always. Um, so I, it just got me more excited for next year, honestly. Um, no, no, no schedule hopefully coming through and everything like that. Um, it, it's looking good. No question. First time again that we've had two teams ranked in the AP top 25 poll um, since 2003. So it's clearly a huge deal and both of those teams deserve it. They've had great years and um, yeah, it's really cool to see. And it's kind of like, yeah, it's, it's that you say it's exciting and looking forward and and that's what it is. It's like, it's great to close the year with that, get some good news as we start the year here and uh, look to carry that momentum in 2021, um, you know, and, and hoping for a much better year and it's a good way to start. And then, you know, to, to touch a little bit, we've had basketball is up and running now, um, yeah. you know, on the men's side, uh, Toledo is red hot, um, red hot. They haven't lost a conference game, six and oh in conference play. Uh, they've won now eight straight games uh, as of this podcast. And, uh, yeah, they, those guys are really playing well. Their last game, uh, 17 three-pointers. I wow. Mean, wow. Yeah, tied a school tied a school record uh, for three-pointers in a game. And, and that's – I mean, they've been hitting threes from all over the place. So, Coach Kowalczyk, um, you know, has really got those guys playing. And, uh, you know, Bowling Green right behind them, they just suffered a loss. Uh, but they had been undefeated. They were 5-0 and in conference play and on a winning streak themselves. Um, ran into a bit of a buzzsaw uh, Ball State this past weekend. Um, but, you know, another, another team that's really been playing well. So, yeah, we, we've already have MAC tournament meetings and yep. calls. Yep. And it's going to be here before we know it. It's January 15th. And, you know, in, in uh, now less than two months, we will have a basketball tournament completed and champions. So yeah. what about the women's side? No, uh, for the women's side, yeah, I think we only have one undefeated team left, and that's Kent State. Unfortunately, they've had a couple uh, games postponed um, over the past few weeks because of uh, some COVID situations, um, but they've been playing uh, really well. Todd Starkey obviously uh, has a great balanced um, team over there. Um, I'll tell you what, man, NIU started off uh, 0-2 in conference, but they've won their last three. They have a huge one over uh, Central Michigan this past yeah. weekend. Uh, it was uh, – 
it was uh, decided after the first quarter, I would say. Um, so a very convincing win uh, for Coach Carlson and, and the Huskies. Um, so that those are the two teams I'm looking at right now. And obviously yeah. Central was undefeated before that. but No, and, and we talk about it over and over and over again. In the MAC, never be surprised by any result, uh, right? So I mean, yep. you mentioned NIU beating uh, – team like central who had never lost before and that's not uncommon um yeah. you know to to see and uh so so it's cool and i can't wait to to see the kind of races unfold and get on that uh quote-unquote road to cleveland uh it it should be really exciting and and not only that but we have sports galore starting yeah. um yeah. you know moving, moving things to the spring and also current winter sports and everything going on um it's kind of all happening right now uh yeah. you know we had wrestling is up and going gymnastics starts this weekend uh next weekend volleyball begins and we have swim and dive going on and um yep. am i leaving anything out there uh no i think you're good no, no i was just gonna mention i mean even in uh we got the chance to talk to a, a bunch of the volleyball coaches yeah um, this week to do a couple quick interviews and they even mentioned as we talk about how crazy basketball is going to be um volleyball is the same way um, we have such a deep league this year and every coach was talking about how uh competitive it is how you have to bring it every night and i thought that's so interesting to just go across each sport and look at those teams you, you never know based on every night what's going to what's going to come out of it. So um, I'm really excited for the amount of things we're going to have going on. A little scared, a little nervous because uh, we got a, a lot of things uh, on our plate, I think. But um, it's going to be a good time, um, especially um, as we move towards that March, um, early April area. Um, things will start culminating and, and it should be a good time. Yeah, no doubt. Well, you know, with all that being said, uh, you know, we, we do want to wrap up the football season yeah, and probably, uh, we've been, probably. we've been waiting some time uh, for, for this interview to come through because we just found it to really, really be uh, something that not only we wanted to talk about, but we think our listeners will like to hear. And that's uh, ball state head coach, Mike new and quarterback drew Plitt uh, are going to join us today to talk about this past season and just, you know, probably the greatest season uh, we'll have to ask them, but the greatest season of, Ball State football in the history in program history, uh, clearly with uh, a ranking like we mentioned, but a MAC title and a bowl win. And so, uh, you know, with that, lo would love to bring on Coach New and Drew Plitt. All right, everybody. Uh, like we said, we have a very special guest, and Eric, this is an interview. I think we've been talking since uh, the end of the championship game to get these two guys on. Um, today we, we welcome uh, two members of the West Division champion, MAC champion, Arizona Bowl champion, and, oh, by the way, the number 23 ranked team in the country uh, to finish the season, Ball State head coach Mike New and quarterback Drew Plitt. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Doing well, doing well. Living the dream. I'm go first. Yeah, I'm living the dream. It's a, it's a great feeling to, to end the season on two championships and really three if you count the Mac, Mac West. So, um, you know, it's been a, an all-time high and just celebrating some time with family. Echo, yeah, 100% echo what he just said there. It's so cool for me just to see this group of guys, especially if you just reflect back 
to me, we hit rock bottom kind of in 2017 and some of the losses that we took and for all these guys to stick together, stay committed to each other, commit to just working hard. And then to have those moments where we celebrated together here for the first time when we won the West championship against Western Michigan here, that was awesome. Then the MAC championship game in Detroit, you know, for us, it was Detroit or bust to celebrate that together and then to go win the first bowl game in the history of the program. Just such a proud moment, you know, for me and having went to school here also and not being able to accomplish that when I was here as a student athlete and to just see their hard work, man. It's, credit goes to those guys and we're going to enjoy it. Uh, and, um, you know, obviously it's been nice to be able to have a little bit of an extended uh, Christmas break after the bowl game has been over. We don't start school and, uh, for a little bit here. So uh, just proud of the guys, really proud moment or moment, yeah. I should say. Are you, you guys mentioned you haven't seen each other in a couple of days. Are you guys going through separation anxiety or, or what's <laughs> going on over there? He's probably going to so, get away from me right now. <laughs> <laughs> seen, seen enough each other for, for four months. That's right. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, Drew, has this, has this all, we talk about it and to you coach too, but we'll, we'll start with Drew, but has it all sunk in yet? I mean, this is probably, I know there's been a lot of great seasons in the past of Ball State football, but coach, you outlined all the firsts and all the things. I mean, this has to be the most memorable, if not the greatest season Ball State football history. I mean, with all the things that you've done. So Drew, has, has that sunk in? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's sunk in a lot for me. And I think, you know, yesterday, just talking about it, like he said, it was the 2017 season, we we're like, what, ranked 221st at the end of the season out of 223 or something like that. And now we're 23rd or 20th depending on what poll you look at so like it's just crazy like I dreamed of being on a team that was ranked you know inside the top 25 growing up and, and you know being at Ball State you never thought it'd be possible but um, with this team it the sky was a limit and we went way past that so I, I mean it definitely set, sunk in right after the bowl game and, and being home and just really realizing what we did. I apologize for the 11 o'clock siren here in Muncie uh, at the stadium. <laughs> Drew, Drew knows that siren uh, well. That's 11 o'clock oh, yeah. every Friday. Every, that just happens. Every Friday. I don't even oh. hear it. I don't, I don't know. Do you hear it, Eric? Oh, uh, maybe a little bit, yeah. I'm yeah. telling you, and obviously, you know, I know I was fortunate enough to play here, but to me, these guys have earned and deserve the credit for going down as the best team in the history of this program. And I told him, uh, you know, I can't remember when it was, whether it was after that game in Arizona, but he separated himself from the category. He's the first quarterback ever here to win a championship and to win a bowl game. That's a separate category. I was fighting my tail off to get into that category, but I didn't. Uh, so he's got himself in a separate category, which, you know, credit goes to him because nobody knows the hard work that he went, that, that he put in back in the day when he first got here. He wasn't the starter yet, but he was wearing out the meeting room. He was wearing out the film room. He was in there by himself, studying the offense, making sure he had it down like the back of his hand. He just put in all the work that's necessary to put himself in that position. And then when he got himself in that position, he delivered. He seized the moment. Uh, his confidence was at an all-time high. And uh, it's just it's, it's awesome to see because I know a lot of people – don't have an opportunity to see what goes on behind closed doors or see a guy in a film room when it's dark all by himself. You know, that takes discipline, that takes commitment, that takes all those things. And to see him put that time in, especially early in his career and stick with it because uh, he knew one day it would pay off and it did. 
And I, I know Drew, you kind of mentioned it sunk in after the after the bowl win. Coach, for you, when did that? When was that moment where you were kind of sitting back and, and realizing what you guys have accomplished this year? I don't know. Every day I still drive around. You know, I've been all over the place, to be honest with you. I'm probably going to get in trouble for COVID, all that stuff. But I just went to the national championship game Monday night. I played golf for three days in South Florida. Every day I was just looking around going, this is awesome. This is pretty awesome. Uh, so I don't know if it's a 100% sunk in yet. It will. Uh, but, you know, once you get back to your daily routine for me, that's when I know, okay, that, that we turn the page, but, you know, have not quite back to the daily routine as you, as, as we would all know it yet. Uh, that'll, that'll come soon enough, but I just, you know, and trying to enjoy it with some of the people too, that have been big supporters of ours that stuck with us, you know, during two of our biggest donors here that, that have done a lot for our program and Craig Dobbs and Dan Taurus. Those guys have given a lot of money to the indoor facility we're building. And so to be with those guys in South Florida and let them know how much I appreciate them and thank them uh, for everything they've done for us and for our guys and our program to make things better here. Sure. And uh, Drew, another question for you is just, you know, what's it mean to have a, a coach like Coach New here who's not only an alum, uh, but, you know, plays your position? I mean, what, what has that helped in your development? Um, you know, during your time at Ball State and, and, and it's really helped you and, and vice versa, coach. I mean, how have you been able to look at a guy like Drew and take what you've learned, not only from, um, you know, being a, a student athlete in this league, but you've made many stops along the way before coming back to Ball State. You know, I'll, I'll let you answer second of, you know, how you're able to use what you've learned and, and give it back to, to Drew. I mean, having Coach, coach New is a great asset for me. Um, not only that, he's like a great friend. Um, he, he cares about all of us. He cares about me and truly cares about, about my goals and my dreams. Um, so having him was great. Um, you know, when I first came in, cause I got to learn kind of the, the ways of the NFL more than most, uh, college kids do. So kind of seeing that firsthand and getting, getting firsthand experience with that was huge. And then really just helping with my development. Um, every day we kind of either in the off season or, or in, in season we'd meet kind of doing so, one one thing or another, whether it's watching film, whether it's just talking about uh, things I need to work on. We're meeting almost every day or, or every other day. Um, and that's been huge um, for me, just developmentally, um, changing the way I, I see things and changing the way I see defenses or see our offense and changing the plays or whatever it is. Um, he's been huge in that development and really helped me grow my confidence in that way. Yeah, and I'd, you know, having a chance to work with him, the one thing that I love so much is I tell people all the time, he has the swagger uh, that you look for when you're talking about championship swagger. And every one of us that's played the position has had a game or start to a game where it might not start exactly the way you want or you throw an interception. He doesn't blink. Uh, that doesn't phase him. He's not going to, that's not going to, he's going to get over to the sideline. He'll say, yep, I, I'm good to go. And, and, uh, he continues to play with that same swagger throughout the game. He does a great job. He has a great rapport with all the guys offensively, all the guys defensively. And I'm telling you, it's just the things you see from a practice field standpoint, the way he carries himself with that swagger. All of our guys know that we're in good hands. We're in good hands with him uh, running the show here. And I try to share as, as many things as I can with him about, you know, having been around a guy like Drew Brees, who's not the biggest who's not the strongest, doesn't have the biggest arm, but it's the preparation that he goes through every single week. He never deviates from that. He's driven and motivated to be the best every single day in practice. 
you know, every day in practice, his goal is to go out and make sure he completes every single ball and it's located exactly where he wants it to be. And so just trying to share those things with Drew because it's, I know he's got uh, goals and aspirations to play past the college level and rightfully so because he's got the tools and the skill set. Now it's just a matter of refining those skills and working on the littlest of things that with your footwork, with your mechanics, with all those things that are going to give you the best chance possible. And he's a champion and that in and of itself and where he led our program from where it was at to where it's at now, that in and of of itself talks about his leadership ability and the capabilities of making everybody around him better. Drew, obviously with spending so much time with coach new over the years, you have to have a good or funny coach new story that stands out to you. And I was, we were wondering if you could share one uh, for us on the podcast. <clears throat> There's a lot of them. You know, he, he's an emotional guy on the field, but he also likes to have a lot of fun. So in practice, he'll get out there and he'll get with the guys. And we always joke with him because anytime he tries to throw it, it looks a little awkward now. He's so old, it's bad. <laughs> but, I mean, there the one time he was out there kind of guarding the, the wide receivers, trying to help give a, give a kind of look on routes on air. And Justin was out there, caught the ball and gave him a little shake. And <laughs> Coach ate it. Went right to the ground, <laughs> slipped and fell, hit the, hit the ground. It was I got it on film and everything. We were showing it for about a week. Um, oh, that's something it was pretty I love funny, to see. But yeah, it's we got a lot of a lot of those, and um, you know he's he's great. Honestly, like I said, he he cares about us. So, I mean, there's so many stories where he just comes up and gives me a hug and says like I love you, and you know after games, before games, or whatever it is. But um, you know he he's funny guy for sure. And, and you know that's that goes right into my next question. I'm glad you brought some of that up because, Coach, we've we've done the media days and we've had press conferences. You're always such a seems to me at least a laid back, mild mannered guy. Um, you know, we deal with a lot of coaches across a lot of sports, and um, you know, you you just seem like that kind of guy. And I think Drew just kind of speaks to that. But I do have to bring up. I didn't know till like a week after when we were looking at the video. But the video of you in the locker room dancing with the speaker over your head, I mean, talk a little bit about that, Drew. I, I didn't know. I thought it was a guy, maybe an assistant coach, because I, I think you had your mask up, so I couldn't tell who it was. That was tremendous. good for some things. No, Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy and I were looking at it the, the night after the championship, and we were like, who is that guy? Like, we had no yeah. idea. Yeah, that was talk- – Talk about the mood in the locker room and and just how fun that was and how you were able to to let loose and let that guard down when you won the MAC title. Those are the best moments. Those are the ones you live for. Those are the ones that you tell 10, 20, 30. Who, you'll tell that story for the rest of your life, and it'll only get better and a little bit more fabricated, like this happened, but then you'll blow it up to a different level. But, I, you know, those are the best moments. Like, I love on the field afterwards was awesome, taking pictures, guys enjoying every second. And when you get in the locker room and we have a chance to celebrate in there, sing our fight song, and then just have fun and pass the trophy around, take pictures. I mean, totally impromptu. One of our players had the speaker over his back. So I was like, all right, let me get a hold of this thing. And dance moves were probably rotten. I get it. But hey, I was having fun with it. And uh, just – trying to be one of the guys I told him I said there's nothing better than sniffing that t-shirt that you just earned it's like I don't care if a t-shirt's seven bucks or five who cares it's the best t-shirt you'll ever get on smell and put the hat on the championship hat I mean that's that's why you do it and uh, I I told him when I when we won the Super Bowl or even here when way back when I played that thing is still folded up and I probably wore it once all of them one time but it's folded up perfectly and every time in your closet when you move somewhere, you move to a new house or a new apartment, 
it still finds its way to the top of the stack. The t-shirt's on the top because of the respect that you have for it in the process and the work it took to earn it. So it's still folded up perfectly in that, in that same spot on top of the pile. Drew, what would you rate his dance moves in the locker? Oh, uh, <laughs> it's, out of 10, it's under five. <laughs> no, but uh, I want another, I mean, great experience for you guys this year was going to the Arizona Bowl. Um, just talk a little bit, Drew, about that experience for you, um, especially, you know, getting the win in that game, you know, beating an undefeated team coming into it. Um, just talk about your favorite moments from that experience. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. First time ever going to a bowl game, first kind of experience I've ever had. Didn't really know what to expect, but I mean, it was everything we could have wanted. I know COVID made it a little bit different, but we made the most out of it. You know, the resort was great, but um, I think once we got there, we spent one day where we just kind of got to experience like the resort, see kind of what's around. Um, and then that next day, which was the day before the game, everybody kind of locked in and it, it was it was go time for us. And, uh, you know, San Jose State, they're a good team, but um, being the underdogs, we were we were locked in, we were ready to play, and, and we knew that there was nobody who was going to stop us that day. Yeah, and Coach, just leading, you know, the team out to Arizona, I mean, how, how was that for you? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just like Drew said, as good of an experience that you could ask for considering the COVID and everything going on. I mean, obviously, we would have loved to have however many days out there, like a normal bowl week, doing some of the events that lead into the game. But our guys handled it incredible, in my opinion. We got out there, and I wanted to make sure that they had one whole day as much as they could to themselves. So trying to get out there and just let them, you know, let them relax. And the resort was awesome. Um, and obviously, it's nothing like looking out, walking out the back and looking at the mountains. And the pool area was in incredible. So those guys, you know, handled it as good as you could. But I, and I wasn't for one, I knew, I knew how focused our team was. And I knew that they knew we had a chance to make history. And I knew that we were in the right frame of mind. And we were the underdogs and we played that up the best we could, but our guys can also handle that. You know, our guys can handle that information and use it the right way. But we made sure that we knew we were 10 point underdogs and um, we got on the field and I was in the locker room. I know most of the guys were out warming up. I don't go out until we go out there as a team and warm up. So some of the guys were out and I've heard lots of information about those guys from San Jose were a little bit chirpy. Uh, and I knew that that's the last, this is the last group that you want to poke because uh, that just fueled their fire even more. And you talk about coming out of the gates, ready to roll. Our guys were ready to roll. We didn't care if we were going into enemy territory out on the West coast where they know that they know the lay of the land better than we do, but our guys were on a mission. And, and coach, what does a win like that, you know, do for this program, you know, not just for directly next year, but for recruiting and, and years to come. It's been unbelievable. The amount of people, coaches, players that have reached out, you know, as the season was going on and we were getting ourselves in the West and in the championship game and all that. And so it's been huge for us in recruiting. And even, you know, obviously guys want want to have the opportunity to try to, you know, transfer, whether it's grad transfer or whatever. But we love the nucleus of guys that we got. Uh, and we're fortunate to return 20 of 22 starters. But it's been huge for us. And we're building a brand new indoor facility that the day the indoor facility opens is April 5th. Our first spring practice is April 6th so that we can be nice. in the indoor facility, but it's awesome. And it's been huge for us. Uh, the credit goes to the players and the staff has done a great job of taking advantage of that momentum and recruiting. And um, it's a good problem to have when you got to tell some really good football players that you don't have a spot. 
Sure. I, I just remember that bowl game. I mean, there's obviously uh, much worse places you can be on December 31st, um, you know, it, the, the, the weather and everything. But, you know, Eric and I handle all of our social media stuff and everything. I remember I was doing stuff around the house and the way you guys came out of the gate, I mean, couldn't keep up. It was awesome. Yeah. And, you looked uh, down and it was 28 nothing. I mean, <laughs> yes, and, and Eric and I have both uh, diehard born and raised Cleveland Browns fans, and we saw the same thing. Like, I thought of you guys when we were watching the Browns games past week. Yeah. Like, you looked down and 28 nothing came out, and, and your uh, sports information contact, and also a good friend, Tyson Matthews, he texted me. He's like, looking like the Bar Ball State Cardinals out here, you know, and watching the Browns. Like, heck yeah. But it was, uh, I know that you guys have kind of used the, um, you know, we don't talk really a lot of gambling, you know, and that's, but it's everywhere. And the Vegas biggest nightmare. I mean, I love that. And, you know, to, to use that as the motivation um, that you need, not only Mac champion, Mac championship, but the bowl game. Uh, I mean, you guys, like, like coach said, you guys were on a mission and ready to go for it. And it, and it showed, and it's, uh, you know, very proud for, at least I could say from, you know, our office of, not only how you guys represented yourself, but how you represented the conference. And it's awesome to, to have two teams uh, get bowl wins in the conference. Um, yeah. It was, was awesome to see. So I just wanted to throw that note. Um, I do. And, and you bring up the West. I wanted to get your guys feedback. I know the play didn't count, but I need, I need what the mindset was there on, on the sideline last day of the regular season against Western Michigan and the, in the play that was, shared across all platforms it was actually rated on um uh bleacher reports fifth top play of the, of the year even though it didn't count drew what, what was going through your head and then we'll get to coach on the on the lateral play at the end of that game uh for me i mean i saw the forward pass okay. early on i went through the flag and i was like okay that's it <laughs> i didn't i didn't end up running on the field i was on the sideline still um and it was more one of those things. It's like, all right, come on, let's just announce it, get it over with. But the fact that they called it a touchdown and then had to go change it, I was like, this is pure action. This is what this is what everybody loves. Yeah, and it, I was at the all the way at the far end, down behind all of our defenses, defensive backs, as far as I could get. So a couple of the coaches were close to the line of scrimmage with a headset on, and so I heard them say, "Hey, that was a forward pass. Hey, there was another forward pass." So. I didn't just like Drew, I, I never really moved from my spot where I was at down there, didn't go on the field and really was just waiting on the official to come over. And he was awesome communicating with me like, okay, a couple different flags here. I and mean, obviously there's a forward pass, but we'll sort it out. And then, you know, he came, I stayed in my same spot and, and uh, he came back over and just, you know, the mask on, I'm like, give me some, he, he had his mask up and all he did was give me a thumbs up. And I'm like, well, you could have, could have given me a little more something uh, on the way over, but so I never really, you know, I felt good the whole time there. It was just crazy to see yeah. that. I just, I thought the play was dead about three times. And then, <laughs> you know, I see the guy like Drew said, running down the sideline and they signal a touchdown. I'm like, wow, I thought it was down about three different times already. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you guys thought so, because from our perspective watching on TV, I think the, the ESPN feed actually cut out. That's it. Yeah, yeah that's what I heard. It was happening. <laughs> So Jeremy and I are scrambling, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. I mean, there was no, there was no room for error at that point. We were all scrambling. It was hilarious. Yeah, um, it, you know, like, everything was on the line at the end of that game, yeah, clearly. Yeah. Um, and yeah, right as the officials about to go talk, the the feed cuts out. And we're like, what? What are we doing? <laughs> you know, so we're on the phone, and uh, it was crazy. Like you said, Drew, it's uh, 
that was as as maction as you can get and uh <laughs> yeah you know i'm you know happy that uh for you guys now seeing everything that you know that that all worked out uh clearly um yeah eric did you have next uh yeah sure sure yeah. Uh, well yeah you guys have had obviously a lot of great on the field experiences this season but also um, you got to have a couple cool off the field experiences as well with Peyton Manning and, and David Letterman um, coming in to do Peyton's plays on campus. Uh, Coach, can you start and just talk about what that experience was like, if you were a part of it, what what you felt as it was going on and, and how cool of an experience that was? So I knew it was going to happen and trying to keep it from the players to where it was actually a surprise when Peyton Manning showed up on the field. That was the hardest part because there were still a lot of moving parts behind the scenes and I didn't want That's- to. I don't want that's to one thing. That's one thing a coach isn't good at keeping his secrets. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting a new helmet. We're getting new new decal. He's telling us before it even happens. <laughs> he, I am bad about that. I'm like, I want him to know, though. I want him to know. But that whole thing was cool, and and especially for when when that was shot before we played one game, and then to see how the season unfolded and see how it all transpired. To me, that was a the coolest part of all of it. And to have those two legends on our campus, you know, with, with Peyton Manning being one of the best to ever play the game and his career and then having Dave, David Letterman, our most famous alum, I mean, that was cool really to be a part of that. Our guys were awesome because it was, you know, buying into doing some of those skits and having some fun with that. Um, I don't know, that was, that was a, a cool experience to have them here on our campus and, and especially the way the year played out. I'd say for me too, it was pretty cool after the game that I didn't, to get a text message from Peyton Manning, to get a phone call from David Letterman. And that's pretty cool. I was pretty, cause that doesn't happen all the time. So that was very yeah. cool. That's awesome. Just from those guys after the game. Uh, how about yeah. from a player's perspective, Drew? Yeah. I mean, it was pretty sweet. You know, when we, when he first walked out, we we're like, wait, that's Peyton. That's Peyton Manning. There's no, there's no way. And then David Letterman walked out of He's like, what is going on? What is happening? You know, we kind of knew that, we we're going to be doing something for NFL films. We didn't know what. And then when they, those two walked out, we we're like starstruck. Everybody, like, you watch the thing, we we're like, everybody's kind of like eyes wide open, like not really knowing what to say because we're so star, starstruck. But, you know, it was a lot of fun, you know, what we did, the whole, get, getting to experience the whole like filming stuff and how they, how it turned out was great. Um, you know, I know I was mic'd up and there's maybe a few things that were said that weren't allowed to go on the, on the T, on TV, but. <laughs> We didn't get a response from Peyton, though. Drew was using Omaha, Omaha, and Peyton yeah, was his um, idea. Was like, that's a great idea. Um, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. And, and, you know, I was, when we were watching it with my family, and they were like, how many takes did it take? You know, when we, when I hit the, the Akron zip <laughs> driving across the thing, I was like, one take, hit it right in the, right on the nose first time. And I was like, um, they told me I couldn't bruise whoever was in the suit. I was like, well, the only spot that's not, you know, on the body is the nose. So might as well hit there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of comments were made on campus. The people that were at uh, the, all the things that were shot at the stadium and then over on campus, like it took Drew one time to hit the mascot. It took Peyton a, more than one try to hit the beer can on top of frog baby. <laughs> and that's when you guys knew you were going to win the MAC championship. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. <cool. laughs> 
you know, um, no, that's that's awesome. It was a great episode. I mean, it's awesome. You, you see two legends, and I know one's an alum, but to see David Letterman, Peyton Manning, and Muncie, you know, and and on a yeah. on a thing, it's it's great, and it's another feather in your guys cap and uh it, it was really cool really cool that they did that um i want to get into a little bit of special event uh topic here but coach uh big news yesterday a former mac coach uh became an nfl head coach in urban meyer uh going to the jacksonville jaguars and i wanted to ask you it was kind of perfect timing because you've spent time at the nfl level and you've been an assistant coach for a guy to come from college into the pros as, as a head coach what are what are some of those things that you know as a college coach you you need to be aware of at the nfl level yeah and I'm, i personally have never met urban meyer but his career has been remarkable every step that he's had every step of the way he's been successful and so i'm sure that what he doesn't know about the nfl he will surround himself with the people that can help him navigate through the salary cap can help him navigate through the things that are unique to the NFL that you don't, you know, that you don't deal with in college. And so uh, that's, a, but, but he's a winner. Uh, and obviously everybody wants to win at every level. And so he's going to go in there and I'm sure he's going to approach it, you know, the way that he's approached, you know, every opportunity that he's had. And so, and again, obviously I know, you know, and I've read something a couple different places, how, you know, first thing is making sure he surrounds himself with people that can help him navigate through those those things that don't come up at the college game. So, it's you know obviously you're it's the best of the best, and and uh, you know it's not like recruiting. You have draft picks, you have free agency to build your football team, and so that's the part that's challenging. Obviously, is that it, the the playing field is certainly more level. Um, you know, and uh, you only have a certain number of draft picks, and um, that's who you get. Uh, and it's not like you can go, you know you can't get the best of the best of the best at every single position. And so that's what, that's where it comes down to the part of the coaching piece of it and, and, uh, and making sure that you build your systems offensively, defensively, special teams uh, around your players and put them in a position to be successful. Coach, just a follow-up to that. What's, what's one thing you maybe miss about the NFL and one thing you don't miss about the NFL? I mean, the, the one thing that you, that you love about the NFL is, is the majority of your day is spent, on X's and O's on football. Uh, and so you miss that because you, you love that. And, uh, but at the same time, I also love everything else that goes into it in the college game that you are, for lack of a better word, you're helping raise a young man to be a better man than when he in, entered into your program and helping him have the tools necessary to be successful in life. And so that's the part that I love uh, about college that doesn't exist in the NFL. It's a cutthroat. It's pay for play. You perform you, or, or else you get cut. You don't get a paycheck the next week and they get somebody else in there. And so it's pretty cutthroat that way, but it's awesome because it really comes down to, you know, hey, you know, the little tweaks and adjustments and a lot that goes into the X's and O's piece of it. Uh, and that's what you do the majority of the day, all day. And then in the off season, you're worried, you know, hey, I'm, I get a list of free agents that I need to write an evaluation on. Um, that might be available uh, to, for us to go out and pursue. And then you write, uh, obviously, your, do your evaluations on the guys that are in the draft, uh, your respective position. So uh, it's, 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 it's football uh, all day long, but it's certainly stressful and high intense, and, and uh, it's, a, it's a results business. 
Well, we, we have to with the playoffs going on. I mean, we got to get the little predictions going here. I, I have a feeling I know what coach is going to say, maybe, or, or what he wants to say. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, with the teams left, Drew, we'll start with you. Who, who do you think goes to the Super Bowl? I, I like the way the Bills are playing right now. Okay. Um, you know, I know they play, the, I think, the Chiefs, if depending on who wins the Browns Chiefs game, it's. I know you guys are Browns fans, but I'm a Stop Bengals it. fan, so <laughs> Bengals fan. I'm not rude for the Browns, just to be honest. <laughs> um, no, but it, I love good football, and I think the Browns are playing really well right now. Or the Bills, sorry. The Bills are playing really well. Um, Josh Allen's playing great. Stay with Stephon Diggs, I think that was a big pickup in the offseason for them. Um, I think they've got a, a great shot uh, at going to, all the way and, and playing, um, I, I mean, whoever it is on the, the other side. Um, i trying to think of who's playing on the other side got green bay suit. right green yeah. bay's playing really well so i mean they're, they're a tough team to beat right now i know coach doesn't like that <laughs> what about you coach oh i'm going saints and bills in the yeah. super bowl and i'm going to be making my way back down to south florida to Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> sure no it's uh Could have predicted that one <laughs> yeah yeah we know we got we got to ask so again, we like to back at the right time they, they've been that's all true that's true at the right time well, we're just here after so many seasons. I've been looking through pictures yeah, from, happy. from yeah, we're just happy at this point. I've looked through pictures of me tailgating. I mean, the last time the Browns won a playoff game, I was 13 years old. And uh, so, so Sunday and Eric, I mean, were you even born, man? I no, mean, I, I was no. <laughs> But, you know, he was, he was even a, a lot younger. I mean, how old were you? For what? For the what? last playoff. Uh, or no, you weren't born. Well, well, the playoff win was 1994, right? Yeah. Uh, so the last playoff game was 2002. Yeah. So uh, I was seven. Last wow. playoff game. Last playoff game, but you weren't born for our no, last. No, I was not yeah. born. So you, you know, as growing up as Cleveland fans, um, yeah. I mean, there's you know the people like Eric who's, he, he's, he's, he's worked in sports his whole life and never seen a playoff win until, and uh, so it, it's pretty cool. We're excited here. And uh, I think we're playing with the house's money from, from this point forward as Browns fans. <laughs> um, Coach, you talked about South Florida. We'll end it on this, you know, outside of spending time with family, clearly uh, post bowl game and post max season, and uh, the crazy year that we've had. Uh, you talk about golf a little. What What are some of the things that you guys both? We always like to ask people just to so people know you a little better. They always know you as coach and quarterback. But what what type of things do you get into off the field? We'll start with you, coach. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if it's not with my family or going to some of my kids' events, uh, you know, or or going on a vacation. Obviously, if there is some free time or we have a a, a chance to get away uh, for a small break. I mean, the most competitive thing I do right now is golf because, as Drew mentioned, me throwing the ball when I compete with the quarterbacks, that's the hardest part for me is because I, I got nothing left besides a check down. And, uh, and that's the hardest part is not being able to, to compete after practice with QB competitions. But I, I do, you know, I enjoy playing golf right now. And, and uh, whenever we, the weather is nice or we get a break and I'm not with family or something is going to sneak around to golf in. What about you, Drew? Uh, I, I like to do a, li a little bit of everything right now. I'm in Denver. We're just with my girlfriend. We're just going around kind of seeing different things, Red Rock Amphitheater, stuff like that. But um, play a lot of golf in the off season, play a little bit of basketball. Um, used to ride dirt bikes and I sold that just once college started, figured it was a little too dangerous for right now. Um, 
you snowboard a little bit here and there. So, I mean, a little bit of everything. I like to keep my mind busy. I, I'm not one to just sit around and watch movies all day. So, so with you guys both playing golf, have you played around together? Yeah. And, oh, yeah. and yeah. how'd that go? I won. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The last match. There's another one. <laughs> There's well, a, couple, a couple coming around. And we always, anytime people talk golf, I mean, I love golf. Um, I mean, it's what I've, I mean, once you get older, I, I've really fallen in love with the game personally. And, uh, you know, outside, I think everyone's answer is normally Tiger. But what, what's a one to two guys, if you could pick anyone that you'd love to play a round of golf with on, on, the, on the tour? Drew, start with you. I, I like Phil a lot. You know, I just watching the, the Tiger versus Phil. Phil's a funny guy, especially when he played with Peyton Manning and, and Tom Tom Brady and yeah. uh, whoever. The, I think it was Tiger. I mean, yeah, it was Tiger. He just sits there and crack jo cracks jokes all the time. So, I mean, it's, it'd be a lot of fun to play around with him or even Brooks Kepka as well. He's a interesting one. He, he has a lot of fun. So, those two. Yeah, of course, Tiger Woods would be incredible yeah. to be able to, to make that happen. But – the guy to me that I think would be like a little bit of an unorthodox swing. And, you know, whenever we have a, a golf pool or something, we pick names and we have a little fun here. I always, I don't pick them, but I think it would be interesting to see a guy like Bryson DeChambeau. I want to see him hit the ball that far. In like I want to see that. And they keep talking about some of the, 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 you know, driving distances that he's going after and a little bit of unorthodox swing. So I wonder what that would look like up close. No, I, uh, I, I think Phil outside of Tiger, I think Phil or Brooks uh, would be a lot of fun, and um, yeah, any of those guys. It's, uh, it's almost that season, and uh, it's good that you guys get out and get a chance to do that. Clearly, yeah, uh, weather here in Cleveland not allowing that, and, and I know not in probably not in Muncie. Uh, you know, it when depends you depends on how bad you want it. It's about yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. I was gonna say, <laughs> And the sun, there's a few layers. I can go strike a ball this afternoon out, out at 40 play. to 50 degrees. It's not too cold. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. I have an uncle every day. Every day, there's been snow on the ground out here. I mean, he, he gets out and there's like a group of guys. I like, I love it, but that's, uh, that's, that's nuts sometimes. Best, so. go best golfer in our room, though, is, uh, is John Paddock. He's a scratch golfer. He could have gone to college for it. So, really? Okay. Yeah. And one of the he last. Strikes the ball well. One of the times we got together and played this offseason, it was Drew and John and myself and our quarterback coach. And these two on a par five both hit a bomb. They got a short iron in. He Paddock eagles it and Plitt birdies it. I'm like, dang. Work that out for me here. Well, well, Eric and I get out. Well, we've played like twice, and that's about it. Uh, Eric, he's learning. We'll, we'll just say up, Eric's yeah, learning the game. Every time we talk golf, how bad at golf I am. Well, you know, it's fun. <laughs> takes yeah. practice. Yeah. It does. Sure it does. is it's a it's a crazy crazy game and uh I think that's why everyone loves it. And it always comes yeah. down right to so that 18th hole. You might be struggling all day and it never fails. That 18th hole, you hit your it two always to three you, it always shots. makes you want to come back. <laughs> it does. It does. A couple good you, shots you could, that, that 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 makes you want to come back again. Yeah, no you doubt. Could it's bogey a, it's your a double bogey game. every hole the whole day and then right. birdie the last one. You're like, "Well, I got to come back now. Playing well." Hey man, if I bogey every hole, I'm happy. So at this point, so I, I'm, that's fine with me. Well, hey guys, this was uh, this was awesome to touch base with you and talk about this past season and and everything, and and you know also talk a little bit off the field and some of these other topics. Uh, you know, I, uh, you know, all the best uh, as we look towards what hopefully, fingers crossed, right is a is a normal season coming yeah. up. I think we're everyone's ready for that. Glad that. 
you know, we didn't even touch on it, but glad you guys got the opportunity. I mean, to, to yeah. have this season, um, we're, we're trying in 2021 to stay away from, from the C word as much as possible and look ahead, at least in my mind, but, uh, you know, it's out there and, you know, look, looking forward to, uh, you know, what the Cardinals can, can do with the 12 game schedule, uh, next year. And, you know, uh, you know, again, we'll, we'll talk soon and all the best to you guys. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you guys. Yeah. Thanks for having, yeah. Thanks for having us. All right, there you have it. Uh, quarterback Drew Plitt and head coach Mike New. Just a couple of just a couple of dudes. That was great. Yeah, man, I felt bad. Uh, I feel like we were infringing on their vacation a little bit. Nah, you could, you could tell they were they were excited to ha- have a little break after that. I'm sure what what was a, a long four month stretch um, for both of them mentally and physically. So um, excited, obviously, to get to talk to them. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I uh, I think we need to once again get on the golf course. Uh, it's great. <laughs> I mean, what I took from that is you could see it. I mean, we we do all these calls now on Zoom clearly, and um, to see the back and forth, to see the relationship that those two guys have, uh, was my favorite part of that call. Absolutely. And I, I I hope that the through the interview that that comes through, even when they kind of you know, went back and forth on some of that stuff and just the stories Drew told about Coach New and their golf stuff. You could tell that they're a close bunch and that translates onto the field, clearly. Absolutely. And I think that's an underrated thing. And I'm sure it's a lot of, I'm sure we have a lot of that going on in the MAC. You know, it's a lot of um, teams and coaches who are close to one another. Um, You get to build that type of bond in this league, whereas at other schools, I don't know if you necessarily get to do that um, with your head coach. So, um, yeah, super important, like you said. And, yeah, they definitely have have some good banter going on in between them. No, it was was everything I hoped it would be. And, again, I hope uh, not only Ball State fans, but uh, MAC fans in general take a listen to that one because it's just cool that, you know, they – used a lot of motivation they they had the kind of the um deck stacked against them to and and they were able to to put together quite a memorable year so you know again congratulate congratulations to them for everything it was cool to hear about the david letterman and peyton manning coming to campus i mean my jaw would drop too that's oh yeah two like legendary figures and not only like in that area, but just in history, like the history of the United States, those two names are like huge. So to, to come to a practice and to, to film that had to have been a cool experience. So again, I want to thank coach new and uh, drew for, for joining us today. Um, what, so closing that um, we got a big weekend yeah, ahead of us. Yeah. I was going to say, we're not getting through this podcast without talking about last weekend and then this upcoming weekend. Well, you know, it, it's it's cool. We touched on it with our interview to those guys. The NFL playoffs are going on, and um, you know, we're gonna use our platform to, uh, yeah. and in fact, that we have this to commend our our Cleveland Browns. And uh, been a long time coming. Like I said, they hadn't even won a game. Uh, you, you've never seen a playoff win in your life. Nope. And I definitely, I can sit here and say, Tom blue in the face that I remember the last time, but no, I don't. Um, I don't remember that day. I don't remember us winning now that, you know, I've seen some highlights and I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember that game, but you know, you you don't remember, but I'll remember this um, and this Sunday, probably the, probably the best Browns game I've ever seen in my life. 
I, I agree. Uh, just two words for you. Corvette, Corvette. <laughs> Oh, I gotta uh, you had to get that in there. No, it is. It was cool uh, to be able to watch. Uh, I mean, now to be able to watch with my dad, I watched the game with my dad and mm-hmm. watched the game with my three-year-old son who will never know until I tell him down the road what happened. And he was clearly asleep before halftime, but um, to have that and to be after such a long time to kind of experience it. That's what, that's what I love the most about um just being able to celebrate a win it was weird like waking up monday and you're like oh we want a playoff game and oh we're still playing yeah yeah we've, we've never been playing in january it's crazy. yeah yeah and it, and it's cool uh you know we i don't want to go through every team but to to see uh you know on the max side of things guys like kareem hunt advance um you know antonio brown having a resurgence yeah, uh need yeah will he see you know just those guys guys like that um coming back and being able to follow some of those guys that are still in the playoffs um is is great is great and we're rooting for all those guys uh you know we've outlined a number of years you know whether eric fisher or andrew wiley like there's a lot of chiefs guys and um yeah we can go on and on but it's it's cool to follow when you're when you're watching on tv whether it's no matter the position and um you're like, oh, that, you know, I remember doing an interview with that guy or doing this or that and promoting. And it's it's awesome that, uh, you know, we have so many players left in, in the playoffs. So this weekend, uh, I know that's what I'll be doing. Um, yep. And that's kind of the sole focus of yeah. of my whole weekend. And, and we'll see what happens. It's it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, like we said um, in the interview, playing with house money at this point, I'm much less nervous about this game. Um, than I was about the Steelers game. So um, just going into it, hoping to have some fun, uh, hoping to have a good Sunday. And uh, at the end of the day, that's all that matters, right? Yeah, you'll, you'll, so if, if we win, you'll definitely more. hear us opening our next show with the Browns oh, yeah. talk that happens because it will be kind of uncharted ter- territory. And, <laughs> yeah, we uh, want to know what to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll be speechless already. So, uh, well, that's cool. Um, and, 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 Again, uh, as we close out the show, want to thank once again, uh, you know, Coach New and Drew Plitt for joining us today. And, uh, you know, I think we, we've closed the book now on football for the time being. And in these next few weeks, uh, you know, more basketball talk, more volleyball talk. Uh, we have a lot of sports going on, so plenty of guests to pick from and, and looking forward to that. So uh, until next time, get some action. Get some action. Turn up the man, the red, turn up the man, come on, turn up the man.